Welcome into the Real Kipper and Bourne Show on this Monday, February 12th. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Andrew Adams, and Frank the Tank, Baraska, not from Alaska. Here for the next two hours, wherever you're watching and listening, Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6, as always. We're glad you are with us. We are. In this Leaf edition of the Real Kipper and Born Show. And whenever you can't catch us live on many of those platforms, please download us wherever you get your pod. And as always, throughout the week, text us at 590-590. We'll get your thoughts, ideas, opinions out. Sammy McKee does a terrific job at doing that. So Super Sunday yesterday. I hope it was a good one for you guys. Yep. Had a blast. Had a blast. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, you called it on Friday, Sammy. Yeah. I went against you. I thought San Francisco could do it. Yeah. McCaffrey was looking good for me as an MVP I thought you were early. Be so right. I thought you're going to be so looking right. really good. No then, Kittle, no Samuel, no touches no. for those guys. And really. then, you know, your point that this guy's just a winner and winners win, and that's what happened. You know, you just, the exact reason you bet on the Chiefs is for the very moment that you got in overtime where the Niners can't convert the third down. They end up kicking the field goal. And, I mean, at that point, I didn't look at the live line. I wasn't looking at my phone. But I'm sure the Chiefs were favorites, like heavy favorites, because they just know. Yeah. Like, it's like he has the ball in his hand. He's going to probably score a touchdown. He just need. he's going to get as many points as he needs. You know what the moment was for me that was like the Mahomes moment was on the final drive where a turnover just ends the game. Mm. There's one point where he dropped that back shoulder like he was going to go downfield with it. And he was like, yeah. no, no, we're just, you're just, you know, you're not going to take that big risk. And he just picked them apart I, on the way down. And I think that's what like true greatness is when you expect it. To, no, oh, when yeah, you yeah. expect yeah. it. Like everyone watching that game, both of you guys watching the game, you're like, well, He's probably going to do this. It's like, Tiger it's just, making the putt it. against Rocco Mediate. Yeah. That one in the yeah, yeah. U.S. Open. Yeah, it was. It was like, yeah, of course he made it. Yeah. Rocco said, of course he made it. I just. <sighs> so how many of you had uh, Nick Taylor kind of ruining the start of the Super Bowl for a lot of fans? Because that bled right into the first quarter mm-hmm. where, and I don't know if you saw any of it, but I went to a buddy of mine's house for uh, the Super Bowl Mm-hmm. And but we, he kept flipping back to Nick Taylor uh, going down the stretch here uh, at the waste man- management in F- Arizona, yeah. and it was also must must watch yeah. television. And he, he made he, another bomb, right? Like, well, I mean, a bomb, but right. twelve, fifteen feet, whatever it was. Birdied what the last three? So he birdied eighteen, 18 to tie three times, and then both times in the in the playoff, including a putt to win, where he did the putter flip again. It was like it was getting close to the pregame show, and there was a big group of guys at the party I was yeah. at. And there was like a select few golf guys. Like, let's just leave the golf on until the game starts. Like, let's get they yeah. wanted to like get the whole, like the pomp and circus. Oh, yeah, they need all that. So we got out the iPad and we watched, we had the iPad going and we were watching both. And I was way more locked into the golf for the first half. I, I was locked into the golf too, but for not sure. like my buddy Steve, yeah. who was like really into it. Yeah. And then I find out a little earlier that on Wednesday, he put down $250 
on Nick to Taylor win to win the tournament. Oh my that god, that must have paid a ton it was of money. One twenty to one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a like you said, a very good. Yeah, payoff. no wonder it was on. Oh, That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. I, I would have just been like, the Super Bowl is canceled, boys. I'm <laughs> so, watching this. No question, who bought the chicken wings? Yeah, yesterday. I guess so. That's great. No, wow. It was good, good sports so, Sunday. Plenty to get into, including uh, an in-depth uh, hour of uh, Taylor Swift. So, I mean, mm. let's People just, just, let's just right pass <laughs> on the Morgan Riley talk here. With, with the golf and the Super Bowl going yesterday, it's almost like old news. Everybody hashed it out yesterday. Game. Just a mid-season. So let's just talk about the St. Louis I, Blues coming in tomorrow night. I thought Taylor Swift looked phenomenal last night. I thought she just looked like she was really happy, like she truly loved Travis, and they got the little storybook ending. I loved it. I, I've been on record from the start. <laughs> love to love. So uh, nothing to do with Morgan Riley. I didn't even really see anything like that. Okay. Just, uh, let's talk. They, what's they, your favorite Taylor Swift song? They, 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 did, they did mention that her coverage was equivalent to something like $350 million worth oh, of, uh, at least. of, oh, yeah. Given, of value right. for sure. to the NFL. But also no the total time she was on camera leading up to the Super Bowl, people talk about all the time, it was like a couple of minutes. You know, they cut yeah. to her for three seconds here or whatever. It's and I would hope they cut to her. She is literally the biggest star on earth. There you go. All right. Hmm. We're just kidding. We are. On the Morgan Rally, as he <laughs> hammered Ridley Gregg. Oh, my God. After he took a slap shot, uh, where? At the, the top of the paint yeah, of the blue crease? Much. Yeah. An in-person hearing will g- conduct uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't. Where, where do you want to start? Because there, is, this the is so layered. First, we're obviously gonna... This is so layered mm-hmm. that you can almost go anywhere with it. So, okay, then we'll start with Sheldon Keefe and his overview of the game. Let's just start Paint there the and let this thing and breathe. We'll work our way in. There you go. All right. Here we go. Clip one. We gave up, we gave up too much in, in transition. You know, it's, it's, that's what they do very well, probably better than any team in the NHL. And we uh, fed into that. You know, I thought that we're two minutes away from a pretty clean first period on the road uh, and just – Completely egregious play at the end of the first period there to lead to their first goal. Um, and that's our best people. And, and probably in the last two minutes of the first period, our best people, I thought, I thought let us down there and uh, changes momentum of the game. <clears throat> and ultimately it ends up being a one-goal difference. So, um, you know, I, I'd like that uh, moment back, but there was others inside of it. But at the same time, we missed a ton of chances that we could have probably scored more than we did tonight. And, uh, you know, we didn't. So, you know, we, uh, we lose the game. All right. So I'm going to throw it out to you because there's a number of places we can go. We could start with uh, Ridley Gregg making a, a, a dumb move, not expecting anything uh, off of uh, his slap shot. We can go to Morgan Riley making a dumb yeah. decision on the cross check. We can go to the the league for boxing themselves in. Where do you want to go, JB? I, I, let's just hear your opinion. I'd like to get your take, what you well, saw, what you thought of it. The thing that, just quickly before that, Maple Leafs fall to 5-6-3 versus the NHL's bottom six teams. That's the worst record among teams currently in a playoff spot. Yeah. We're doing it again. Yeah. That is a worthwhile third straight year where you're doing this again. And like clearly the big talking point out of that game is Riley doing what a lot of people loved, what a lot of people hated, but you're wasting points again against bad teams. 
and, and that's just, what is that come what is that why is that happening it's almost as if the the whole situation took the leafs off the hook 100% for for explaining why you lost again to the ottawa senators yeah. but that's not what everybody's talking about today no. i just want to bring that up before we get into it yeah. because it's driving me nuts so let's have it kip what what do you think it's for you to just ask me and throw that yeah. out to me it's just too general too broad. Okay. too broad you tell me where you want to start and i'll give you my opinion right. so is, morgan- is, is it a morgan so to, to me, I don't even. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we Do might we start look, with Morgan. Let's get no. Let's get the evidence down first. In that, okay. what did you think of the Ridley slap shot? Yeah, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Yeah. I thought it was uh, it was a a move to show up your hockey club, and showing up a hockey club can come in various forms, yeah. right? And that's where, as players, we decide. What we like, what we don't like. I thought that the reaction from from Morgan was the right decision to confront him, mm-hmm. but it was poorly executed. Okay. Yeah, uh, that slap shot from Greg is. You know, I've, I've seen people tweeting about like, oh, like hockey's code and like the silliness of the code that like there has to be some retribution because the way the guy shoots it in the net. That's not the code. That's just, do you have any ability to read social cues? That guy said F you to the Toronto Maple Leafs in front of 20,000 people and Hockey Night in Canada directly to them on a big stage. So to me, it's a direct F you, so I don't blame Riley for being upset. He's the first guy on the scene. I'm with you that there's probably other ways to go about it from there. But you got to... I mean, you got to put a lick on him. It's of some variety. The only thing I would say is that... Imagine where our conversation would go if they did nothing but just if you went over line up for a face off to end the game quietly. Sammy, you were at a cottage, <laughs> right? Yes, I was at a cottage. And how was the response to the mo- that moment? It was a charged room at that point. It was a lubricated room, and everyone was pissed off that they're losing to the Sens. And that happens. And one of my good friends, Dave, literally yells out, "Effing kill him." Like oh. <laughs> and that's before Riley got to before him. Riley arrived at him, he was like, "Oh my, like, yeah." And we got our wish. <laughs> he went in there and did it. Yeah. And listen, I think this is what kind of makes hockey hockey. And people get pretty bent in a shape about the code and all that stuff. But there's not a ton of other sports where you do something that's pretty clearly dumb. Like that's a dumb thing to do. It really is. Yeah. And that you just immediately have to answer for it. That there is just on ice, in sport, accountability immediately. There's no other sport like that. And I think that's what makes hockey hockey. If you don't like it, I I don't know what to say. Yeah. That's, I don't know. All right, let's, we're going to, I got plenty more on this, trust me. And we're not going anywhere for the next hour. So let's go to Sheldon Keefe on the Riley play. What do you think of Morgan Riley's reaction to really Greg's slap shot into the empty net? I thought it was appropriate. You think, um, are you concerned at all that he might get some supplemental discipline as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they'll look at it, yeah. You think maybe the egregious play you were talking about in the first period led to frustrations boiling over for him for the entire night? No, I think he's reacting to a play. And their player has the right to do what he wants in that moment and our players have the right to react to you know it's the motions of the game and that's the way it goes when you say it's appropriate why do you think that's appropriate it's pretty apparent see this is where kind of sheldon could get himself into trouble here is that 
when you throw out it's appropriate, you're 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 blanketing the whole thing. And it, it is not appropriate to go and cross check somebody in the head. No. It's just not. Yeah. No. Um did but, you think but the reaction Yeah, having is a reaction is appropriate for sure. Did you think that it was um like he was trying to cross check him in the head and that it was with force and direct and I didn't see it as much force as say uh David Perron I on actually, Zub. I actually thought Riley kinda let go of the stick, kinda yeah. realized I, yeah. like I, it I, made it a one handed I I didn't see it as a very yeah. forceful and people want to compare that to uh Perron mm-hmm. or even go back to my day with Dale Hunter and uh Turgeon. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's like, come on, it's not even I mean, I watched it's not the, even close. I watched the Turgeon play this morning. Yeah. It's pretty close. Like, it's similar. Oh, that's an insane the, thing the to sta- say. The stakes aren't the same. It's not after an over-T win in the playoffs. looking. He's trying to hurt him like it's a well, full... Oh, what, was, what was Riley trying to do? Well, he's looking directly at a guy yeah, he's coming yeah. at who's anticipating I, I contact. Yeah. If anyone's this at fault, not... Greg should have got the hands up, probably. Yes. And it's not a playoff game, and he didn't separate his shoulder, and he's yeah. not out the rest of the year. Yeah. I right. mean, those are, those are huge factors here. Well, the whole thing about it being an in-person hearing which means, you know, likely a six or more game suspension, you know, to me is insane. Like, I, I just think that's way over the top. I got Morgan Riley, a guy who was a Lady Bing candidate, like he took his first penalty a month ago. You got a player who's not injured. You know, you can make the case that the, you know, the cross-check attempt kind of rides up and he lets go with a hand. Like, it's a bad play. I'm not defending, you know, that exactly. But to me, I see a two, three-game suspension, definitely, you know. But I don't. This seems way over the top to me. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And this is where I think the the league has boxed themselves in a little bit because they now they now look at the, the scenarios. The, the game's essentially been decided. Uh, it's after the whistle, uh, traveled, uh, distance traveled. Yeah. Retaliatory, predator-like. So, yeah, it does in their opinion, check a lot of boxes, but it's still, I think you can't, you can't necessarily go to, to Perron right now and do, and think that that situation is apples to apples. It's not. Well, first off, he injured a guy and also he hit the wrong guy who was not looking, <laughs> you know, like those to me are and, and, clear separators. And, and, alone. and, and really Greg, like, You've been around the game long enough. Your dad was in the, involved in the game at the pro level. You know yeah. that if you want to go in there and slap a puck and put an exclamation on the FU yeah. to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you don't think anything's coming? Well, that's why the distance travel thing is almost irrelevant to me. It's it's they were, you know, because it's a breakaway, you have to get to the guy to yeah. confront him. You know, that's why there's different distance like, traveled. You're skating back, back checking. If you go back to watch Perron, like Zub was the wrong guy yeah. for Perron. <laughs> He's actually surprised. Yes. Right? I think he had... Craig's like, oh, what? I, are I you think upset? he had one hand to call for someone... To help the injured. To help the yeah. injured. Yeah. And Perron comes in and just drives a stick right at his head. Yeah. Like... And I and I personally think six was too much for Perron. Yeah. that Even right? that, that was high end like, for Perron. That, that, to me, was a, a three or four. Yeah. But let's act... Let's tack on two more because his agent's Alan Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> now, everyone, you know, of all the things that are out there on social media, one of them is that, you know, Toronto gets hard done by, by Peros 
former Montreal Canadian, uh, that it, you know he suspends the Leafs harder, which he has statistically. There's been more suspensions against the Leafs than any other team since he's been the guy. I yeah. mean, I buy it. Oh, you do? I do. Yeah, but, <laughs> that's fun. No, but because okay. of Perron or because of it's Toronto. This, this is what. Yeah, because it's Toronto. Or, sorry, I mean because of Paros or because it's Toronto. Yeah, it, yeah, because it's Toronto, and Toronto has a a a stage beyond belief. And the moment something happens. It's a it's Saturday night. It's hockey night in Canada. The whole country's watching, and that means the whole league follows along. How many times have we woke up to not really hear about an altercation south of the border, and then it's like two days later we're kind of paying attention, and it's already been decided. Yeah. And then, but now the moment it happens here, and you have millions of people on social media, and it's it. it it, it it heightens mm-hmm. the sensitivity of it, and now the league's kind of caught. It there's no pleasing everybody here. Either they're going to look like they've come down too hard on the Leafs, or they cater to the Leafs and they're not tough enough. Yeah, it's going to be one of the two here. Yeah. What's uh, funny is like once you go to an in-person hearing, it's extremely rare that they ever give you less than six. I think it's happened a couple times uh, ever. Well, the, the Leafs just experienced one. Did they not? Spetsa? Yeah, Spetsa. Spetsa walked back, but he still missed all the games, right? I think, I think he, he just may have got, he saved one saved game. One, yeah. But that was Gary walking it back, guys, right? I think it went from six to four, if I'm not mistaken, Sammy. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Sounds correct. So, yeah. you know, is this another scenario where Gary could come back in? And, and I'm telling you right now, the Leafs will appeal. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's happening. You think regardless of, yeah. Uh, four or five, it's getting appealed. Yeah. Basically, Morgan's history and healthy player and yada yada well i think it's you, just a um h- how did you come to this conclusion i we want you you, you got to come to us with like hard evidence on how you conclude this number mm-hmm. and that's that's where the the the, the the leafs will probably hold the league accountable at least to say okay we're going to appeal this but we need we need hard evidence. How do you conclude this? How do you you just pull it out of the sky? Yeah. You know, it's crazy going through all this and hearing the Ottawa Senators talk about it after the game, like the actual players. Well, just, none of them thought it was great before we Greg's part. Before we play those clips, like you talk about the Peros aspect of this. Mm-hmm. And in theory, having a guy of his type of player is exactly sort of what you'd want in this situation because I would love to know how George Peros, as a player, would have reacted if some guy came down on an empty net and took a slap shot into the empty right, net. But, but it Sammy, doesn't save Sammy. you. Justified all, or not, doesn't all, save you. All, all Morgan had to do was just get the flippers off and jump him. Yes. Yeah. Bear hug him, throw yeah. him to the ice, get the punch him off. in the head, a $5,000 fine and move on. But it's That's just, all. He just needed to just smoke him in the head. Oh, well, he did. <laughs> That's he better, did. right? Not with his stick. Yeah. With his hands. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And just confront him a little bit. Do you want to hear Sheldon talk about the Toronto thing? Sure. Because we have the clip about him because we mentioned it there before. Yeah. Um, which clip is it here? Uh, clip, Keith clip number three, uh, talking about the in-person hearing. 
surprise. <clears throat> um, just just given, you know, I've, we spent a lot of time watching pretty much every cross check that's that's happened in the last number of years, and um, I, the ones that I thought were similar in nature to, to Morgan were nothing close to requiring that. But at the same time, you know, it's I think there's a history also of events that happen in Toronto and with the Leafs that get more attention and more hype that tend to tend to lead to something uh, something such as this so um, to that end not surprised but you know we'll, uh, it's out of our hands and, and we'll be ready to play tomorrow There's a long list of things that frustrated me reading social media after this mm-hmm. so by the way the Sheldon Keith points interesting to hear him directly Feed the beast directly address the thing that people are saying because I guess there's statistical evidence of that, whatever. But, you know, um, the Ryan Reeves things is, has become an interesting factor just because he made some comments yeah. on it and people are shocked he has the audacity to weigh in. First off, he was asked questions about mm-hmm. it. The other thing that bothers me is people being like, ah, you know, they it's supposed to be if you have an enforcer that this sort of thing won't happen. It's like that's not really the case. You know, it's tough to quantify what events haven't happened because Reeves is here. But making this about Ryan Reeves at all is kind of silly to me. Like, he has nothing to do with this. He weighed in like a million other players that were asked. You know, we have Martin Jones, Pinto, Giroux, Norris, Josh yeah. Martin. Like, just everyone was asked about this to get their take. And, you know, Reeves basically said yeah. it was different 15 years I ago or whatever. Kind of got a different theory on this kind of Ryan Reeves thing because it, he was supposed to have a bigger effect than he than he's had this year. That's For all. Sure. And... You know, even I, I can tell you right now, and Ryan Reeves came on with about seven seconds left. Yeah, I would have told you unequivocally, I would have made the decision with seven seconds to go that I'm either going to go through the door yeah. with 18 other guys and half of them didn't show up that night or follow Morgan right behind him. Mm-hmm. And I would have picked Morgan. I would have gone with Morgan. Yeah. I wouldn't have gone. I would have I would have taken and found the closest Catholic, right? Ottawa senator mm-hmm. and I would have gone after him. And it would have taken all three officials to pull me off of him. Well, what, I'm going funny. off yeah. with Morgan and I will go to New York with Morgan. I will sacrifice my money. I'm going out with yeah. Morgan. Yeah, I you know it's it's funny you know, hearing you say that, just, just, what you know, I was kind of thinking at the time, like, what good is it if he, if he does this, if he, if he fights Catholic, whatever. But I guess the idea is just that your team told my team, you know, tried to humiliate no, listen, us. It, to, to me, Morgan's reaction is far deeper yeah. than Ridley Gregg shooting a puck in the net. And let's go back to that point because people okay. love this in Leafs Nation. Not one person says, I wish he didn't this, do it. Is first of all, it's uncharacteristic of Morgan Riley, okay? But to me, what Morgan did is probably runs into the same kind of ballpark than we watched a Naz Kadri go after a Boston Bruin in the playoffs. Brusque after he hit Marlowe. Where it's just like, I've had enough of this, Mm -hmm. okay? I'm watching. We aren't going anywhere. And I disagree. I think we heard from Sheldon Keefe earlier saying... That, you know, this isn't a frustration out of Morgan. This was just an incident. No, no, it's a frustration. Yeah. 
He's tired. He's the oldest guy that's been around, and he's watching his team spin their wheels, and they are going nowhere. And I think factor in that Ridley opened the door for him, and he said, I've had enough. I've had enough. Yes, I am frustrated. I'm watching a team go nowhere. And listen, go play the next few games without me. I'm willing to take that chance. But this team needs something. It needs a shot of something here. Just watching us go off the ice as losers again mm-hmm. without any type of emotional reaction is just not good enough anymore. And if it means me to be suspended, so be it. He was actually the perfect guy to be there at that moment because he is not a goon, not a tough guy, not an enforcer. He is a part of the core as much as you can be. He's the one guy out of the five guys we think of as the core who would do this. And he, from the inside of the Toronto Maple Leafs, is basically saying, no, you know, like, we, you know, I'm not okay with this. I don't know how you felt about how the rest of the Leafs handled it. I don't necessarily know what good it would have done for everyone to get in a fight. But Morgan was saying, Listen, we're, not, we're not doing this. Th- first of all, they're not getting in a fight. No, I know. And once again, and... I would, you know, maybe even last year or earlier this year, I would tell you, and I say, I hated watching Austin react to Morgan being on the bottom of a pile after that incident or Nylander or Marner came in really late, and I don't know where Marner started. But, you know, that's not a reaction of watching your best defenseman go after somebody and then them piling on them, and then you're just, you know, everybody's just quietly going about their business. I hated it. Mm-hmm. I hated the rest of the team's reaction to Morgan Riley on the ice. But I will sit here today and say... Credit to Domi. Sorry to interrupt, but... Yeah. Domi Max, got in there. Yeah, Max was the first guy in. Yeah. Correct. But outside of that, like, to, to me, all of them should have followed Morgan Riley off the ice. All of them. But it's not them. Yeah. It's not them. It's they've 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 made that abundantly clear to every Leaf fan. That's not what I'm paid for. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And you gotta accept it. So who am I to say go in there, Austin, and and help Morgan out or or Mitch? Like you're that's not who you guys are. Is that's it. That's just the way they are. And you have to accept that. They wanna go and outscore you. Yeah. That's why they're getting paid ten and a half million. Yeah. They're not running over you. They're not going through you. They have no fu to you in a scrum or uh, play the part of you know you you can't do that to my team. That's not what they're about. Yeah, I spend a lot of time defending thirty four on this show because I do believe he's a special player. But he is the number one deal cutter in the NHL during scrums. He is he's chit chatting with someone every time. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And everyone's mad, but we're buds. It's, I, I, it's I'm not different than you, him. I, but listen, okay. it's not him. And not so him. that, for that matter, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see that become a five on five brawl. It doesn't make sense to me. Greg getting greased makes sense to me. You know, you can ask his teammates who are kind of like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you, you, you do want to see it, well, but sure. you're just not going to see it from them. Yeah. And I'm, I've come to grips with, with the way they're going to go about this, I guess. Right. But. You know, it's a, it's an interesting moment, and I think Leafs Nation, and that's what the point I wanted to get back to. If you look online, a lot of people say he shouldn't have cross-checked him, he shouldn't have done it quite like that, whatever. But to a man, everyone had the thought when Greg did that, which was your Kill buddy's him. reaction. Kill him. Yeah, you can't. You, know, you can't go in and just there, there's no, deliver that clear. There's no level of hockey 
Like, you can talk about the code or whatever you want. There's it, no level of hockey where that's acceptable. Well, the, and the code is not relevant here no. is my argument but, 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 but on all this. But it's just a social cue. This guy said F you to you, obviously. Nobody's really selling that it's acceptable. No, no one's selling it. No. We're just telling you that this is this is the way it is. And, you know, I, I, I get people like us. We're talk radio. We're going to talk. Everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got social media. Everybody... But here's the bottom line is that no, nobody cares what I think. Nobody cares what anybody thinks. The, the, all that matters is the players on the ice get to decide yeah. what this code is or isn't. Not you, not me, not anybody. Mm-hmm. If Morgan says that that was unacceptable, then for him it's unacceptable and that makes it acceptable or, or, or at least it has the ability to, to happen. Like, oh, that can't happen There's in our game. There's not one of his teammates it's who like, looked at that and went, Morgan, what are you doing? Yeah. No, that did oh, not happen. We can't let that happen in the game. And it's like, what, from your couch? Right? <laughs> it can't happen. You're telling me from your couch? Ask the guy on the ice who, who can decide whether it's acceptable yeah. or not. Because that's the only opinion that matters. Yeah. Not yours. Saturday night. I got to tell you, there'd your be a bag of chips. It would hurt being a Leafs fan if Greg had done that and then Riley said, hey, don't do that again as he skated by on his way no. to giving Knuckles down the bench. You know, like I, this is how Leafs fans wanted that to go. Um, you know, now knowing that the player is fine, you know, it's. Yeah, he's at practice today. Like, yeah. Six games when it happens, which seems like it's going to happen, is going to send Leafs Nation into a tailspin of anger. And yeah. they're, people are going to be frothing at the mouth, boys, when this happens. If it actually is six games. Well, and what's terrifying here, Sammy, is, you know, they have three pretty winnable games. They have a homestand coming up, which is like St. Louis. Philly. Philly. Ducks. Ducks. You know, if you lose a couple of those games by a goal because you don't have a guy to put on the ice because Lilligren's playing your top pair, this could be a real yeah. flashpoint issue for this uh, league. I think there has – I think – there, there's a good chance it could come under five games still. I do too. Oh, well, I don't know about under five, but I think... Yeah. No, I think, I think there's a chance that they can, they, can go, they can go three or four still. Do you? Really? Yeah. yeah. I do. Huh. They should. Uh, they should. That's the I don't know if it'll happen. Way to go. That's based on nothing but my opinion that I think that there might be a bit of a, you know, a meeting of the minds that even though it... It looks the same. It's not. It's Morgan Riley, never been suspended before. Even Perron had a retaliatory suspension, I think, in yeah. the past or a stick infraction or something. And he didn't hang on to the right? stick. It, the I spike. don't think Forced they're, they're comparable, yeah. you know, incidents. So if it's five games that Morgan Riley's gets suspended for, it'll be Blues, Flyers, Ducks, Blues, Coyotes. So, yeah, so like it's games that at least have a run here. You're supposed to win some games over the next five. And then after but that. It's, ba- it's bad on the back end. It goes it goes uh, in Vegas, in Colorado, home for Vegas, home Coyotes, Rangers, Bruins, Sabres, Bruins. So yeah. you need them back for those ones. So hopefully you do. With five. So they're looking at right now Brody Lilligren, Benoit McCabe, Jordano Legison. Mm-hmm. Like that. Guys, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> All right, we'll we'll take a quick break sure. and we'll we'll get into what this defense core can look like okay. without Morgan Riley, a Joseph Wall update. Uh, still plenty more to go on this Leaf edition of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. So do not go away. 
Hey, it's Ben Ennis. And I'm Brent Gunning. We got you covered on all things Leafs, Raptors, and Blue Jays every weekday morning, 6 to 9. It's the Fan Morning Show, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Real Kipper and Born Show, Leaf Edition. Top of the hour, we're going to welcome in Ian Mendez, senior writer for The Athletic, based in Ottawa, who's got an article, Is There a Right Way to Score an Empty Net Goal? Ian's wondering. We did say, do you want to say what you said off the air? Well, we're just uh, two sides to every story, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're coming at it uh, predominantly from, from the Leaf side, but if, you know, an Ottawa fan is out there and it's been a very long season already mm-hmm. and it's been a very long time since you've made the playoffs there's got to be a part of you that kind of likes sticking it to the Leafs great moment right oh, yeah. right you know people were you know I mean he didn't punch he didn't he, he, didn't, he didn't stick anybody he didn't spear anybody like you said Grizzly. it wasn't that bad Okay, no, it's 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 disrespectful. It's showing up your team, yeah, yeah. but it's not like it's a sus- like we're debating right. a suspension yeah, yeah. here, right? It was yeah. just a guy that just give just stuck it to the Leafs, yeah, right. And out of the games that we've seen over the years between this battle of Ontario, where they've all gone quietly into the sunset, mm-hmm. it's not horrible to sit there and go. Oh, when do they play again next? They don't. I know. Yeah. yeah. Right? But that's the first thing I did Mm -hmm. was look for when that next game is. And at the end of the day, we've seen guys in the past, some of them, like even our our good friend uh, Rob Brown for the uh, covers the Edmonton Oilers, right? Uh, With the the pumpernickel down the bench, right? Beside the bench. Like there's stuff that really can piss off a team. Yeah. But... Okay, so throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do about it? Well, and that's kind of that, what, what happened. At least it made the game somewhat interesting. You know, everyone hearing that has seen the F around and find out chart. All right, I F around, <laughs> and yeah, that adds up. You know, like that's kind of what right? happens. At it's, the end of the day, you have the right to piss off another team and then look them in the eye. And I'm not saying Ridley did this, mm-hmm. but that's the way it should work. Yeah, I, I took a slap shot two feet from your net. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Like that... It's not a bad way to watch a hockey game. Well, it's either. amazing that he wasn't more prepared. My junior coach, and this is, sounds terrible, but he used to have us say, you know, if you're going to, like, can't score, we're going to run the goalie. We're going to send someone into the crease. So, you know, I want someone to go in there and do it. Throw your gloves up and turn around and take the first comer. Like, just do the first person show who shows up. Like, you're, and that to me should have been Greg. Like, once you slap that puck in the net, you might as well throw your gloves in right after Get it. Ready. And like, here we go. You know, uh, but yeah, I don't think it's the end of the world either. I'm not like personally aggrieved by it. It's just. Oh, I am. <laughs> right. And then people, yeah, I actually got texts that said, I hope Sammy's mad about this on difference. Monday. No, I'm, I'm livid. Yeah, I like, know you are. Uh, but, but the reason they did it is Pippi, I got mad texts right? from Lee Sense. Like, he he's mad. Like, I know. Really he's playing for the Greg because they're play. like Sammy. Because their coach should scratch him. They're all like Sammy. He's jaded. No, I'm not. He's the playing yeah, for the worst are. team in the league. It's he. They, it's like their Stanley Cup final. That's why he did it. He's like, oh, it's their biggest game all year. They play the Leafs. They're like, oh, we beat the Leafs. That's all they get every year. And they're just pissed off. He just—it was bushly, Gipper. It was. He got what he it, deserved. So 100%. what? Though? So what? 
like, yeah, it was Bush League, but it's not the end of the world, Sammy. Well, like, obviously, not the end of the world. You're, you're, I mean, we're talking about sports you're, here, you're, but... You're putting way too much no. thought and effort to it. No, no way. really, it, at the end of the day, it's kind of a meaningless thing. You said it off the top. Mm. It masked oh, the, the big issues we yeah, have the, not even touched. The Leafs might suck. Right? That, they yeah, might yeah, be the biggest that. issue. Right? That. Leafs. So that, that's, that's really the most important thing out of Saturday night. But one not, thing, Kim. Not, not, not a, a, an empty net slap shot. But one thing on that. Let's play Claude Giroux and his take on, you know, what he thought of the, the yes. slap shot, whatever. Just to get a sense because, sure. you know, I'm sure in the room. Anyway, give, give me Claude Giroux's thoughts on the play. Oh, I think uh, sometimes the emotions get the best of you. And, uh, you know, for people I know, Ridley is uh, uh, a great kid. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, the emotions get the best of you. And the crowd was kind of in the game, too. And, um, you know, I know you don't like to see him going down like that. But, uh, you know, I was... I don't know. Um, no comment. <laughs> yeah. I love the long comment and yeah, the no that, comment. That clip sounds like Ridley was the one who cross-checked him. That sounds like he's that like for he second, sounds more pissed off. For a second, he could be talking about Morgan, and then he's not. He's talking about yeah. Ridley. Well, he, he's trying not to say like you don't do that. You let's, know, like he's, like he's like he's a good kid. I swear he's not usually like this. Like me defending my seven. Can we listen to Norris too? Can we listen to the Josh Norris sure. clip there, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Never really know what Gregor's gonna do. Um, I mean, I loved it, but um, I'm sure, obviously, if we were on the other other side of that, I don't know if we would like to either. So, um, but I mean, I didn't really like the retaliation, but um, I, I understand their frustration. But um, yeah, it's over with, and uh, um, I guess it was entertaining. So for hockey context, he said it fast. It was entertaining. He did, but for hockey context, yeah, he's the one trying to say this is over. It's over with now. Like, he, he almost feels like Ottawa is still owed more retribution than the other way around. He's like, you know, I, I can see why they're pissed. Yeah. Uh, this is over with. Like, we're, we're even, you, you know, when really their guy just took one in the chops and they should be more mad. He's like, everyone knows. That Every, everybody guy, knows. The that kid, guy the dives kid. around and runs the goalie and acts like an idiot every game he plays in. And he's getting. He, All right. It's true. He's one of the most hated hey. guys in the league. He is. Every game I watch, he's doing something dumb. And he did something you dumb. Love him as well. hey, he, he all all he, I know is he's he's gotten to you. Oh, big time. He's living in my kitchen, but he's slamming my cupboards. <laughs> I can't stand him. I can't right? stand that Stutzel either he diving is, all over the what, ice. What is he, 20, 21? 21, I think, yeah. Okay. Just a young kid who just kind yeah, of got and up. That's why his and, captain and, and, is and like, all right, well. Drew nailed it. Uh, he just got caught up a little bit. Yeah. But big picture, thing, big picture here, like, yeah, the Leafs are... There's some serious concerns here, and and none of them have to do with an empty net goal. No. Although, by the way, I want Nylander's shot from the point when you're the last guy back to beat the first screener. Like, just get it by the first guy for me on that play. Anyway, totally separate small bit there. Hated that. Hated that, too. Yeah. Hated that. I'm trying to shoot it by the first. Sorry, I'm just pissed off. I'm, I'm I'm worried about the state of the Leafs. I really am. I'm watching them play the crappy Sens. Is it because Detroit's 10-2-2 never... and two in the last game? And it's mostly Ottawa. 8-2 like, Tampa. This is really good, and for your entertainment pers- purposes, it's really good that the Battle of Ontario is back because I really had this like few moments where I felt sorry for Ottawa because they just sucked so bad for so long. I was like, oh, they don't really, they're not really a threat. They beat the Leafs. They had their little fun. 
And then they, this guy goes out there and does that, and I'm all the way back. Stutzla diving all over the ice, worst diver in the league. It's like, I'm back. I am I'm back, baby. baby. I can't stand that Since team. Since 7-2-2 two two in their last 11, I think that's the math on that. Yep, 11. Yeah, it always happens. Every you team gets every It always happens. This no is the pressure. Super Bowl. Right around, like, right around the actual Super Bowl, they're like, hey, let's start every, winning some meaningless ones that everyone thinks we're good again. Pick here. And then everyone's like, hey, we're going to make the playoffs next year. And let's make sure they get 80 points first. <laughs> that was actually a preseason comment yes. here, if I recall. Anyways. Yeah. Want to talk about the actual lease? We, Sorry, know, we, we know Morgan's getting suspended. That. What we don't know is uh, the number of games, uh, but we do know what potentially this blue line could look like tomorrow night oh, against St. Louis. And I don't know, guys. <laughs> no Morgan. And I don't know. Can Q, we? Q Brad can, May. Can, well, it's not good. <laughs> can can Leaf fans just hope and pray that uh, it'll look like the last time he was out for an extended period of time when they went on a, a very good run without Morgan yeah, they were really a year good. and a half ago. Yeah, they could use Justin Hall and yeah. uh, do they have anyone else Well, there? I remember Mac Hollowell was playing in games. Like yeah. it wasn't it was really thin. it wasn't pretty then either. I don't know. Can can is there a chance that they could just tighten up here and, and just play the percentages and not throw like pizzas I up mean, the ice? I mean, it was an absolute pizzeria, was it not? Like yeah. the Benoit play <clears throat> Total pizza, Morgan to Mitch there, bit of a pizza. Like yeah. it, it On a was... controlled breakout, which kind of derailed everything. How come one mistake turns into six for yeah. them? God, they were actually so in decent shape. Yep. Yep. They were a whisker, which we thought would be potentially a good goal on a debatable kick in, turn into an offside. Yeah. That's two nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, I mean, certainly it's, as Keith said, winnable game. You know, I get my fancy stats from Sport Logic every night. You know, they had the expected goals edge and, you know, high danger scoring chance edge and, and all that stuff. But you you don't have a goalie who is being great. Like, Sammy, you, you didn't like his game or whatever, or Martin Jones' I mean, game. You didn't think he was bad? I think he was bad. But I think the point we agreed on is just, but he wasn't good. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. And at some point, he like a little bit of extra help here. I thought Corpus Allo was pretty good. US. Okay, let's just stay on uh, the D for a minute, and we listen to Sheldon Keefe with Life Without Morgan. Number five. Well, I, I, I mean, I think it goes without saying. Yeah, I just got to go through and look at you know, look at different options. Uh, you know, uh, it's a chance for us to get Brody playing on his left side. Um, you know, so I, I suspect you know when you lose a player like Morgan and his and his minutes and the role that he plays, yeah, you know, everybody's gonna have to move around and play in different spots and play with different people depending on the situation and to manage the minutes and such. But you know, like, like anytime you have somebody out with an injury or whatever the case may be, uh, you just you know you expect your team game to tighten up that much more and the individuals to to step up and and take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, Lilligren has no points in his last 10 games and isn't playing a ton of minutes, and he's going to have to be, this is his chance to find it, you know? Mm. Go ahead and play some more minutes and probably play with Brody, who'll be on his yeah. left side. Yeah. I don't love that pairing. Well, I'm going to come out and say that. Benoit McCabe, I guess. I think this is a team just was bad last night. screaming for some help. You think they got to make a trade? Yeah. I do too. Yeah, and um, I, I, I'd, I'd be on it. I, I don't know if I'd want to go much further than Wednesday without doing something, even if you add a fifth or sixth defenseman. 
uh, you, you need to shore this thing up. I think the management needs to show that it's in it with the team here. Like they have their pulse finger on the pulse that this, they're going to be without a guy who's playing 25 minutes a night. Look at the play Riley makes on the Domi goal last night. You know, comes down the wall, makes a slick pass into Robertson, gets the rebound, makes another yeah. slick. You know, like they don't have anyone who's going to help create like that from the back end. No, it's no one. So, you know, you're in a dogfight with the Red Wings. So they're in the first wildcard spot with the Red Wings in the second one. Behind them is the Islanders, the Devils, and the Penguins, all of whom are very capable of going on runs. Yes, they're just as close to going on a run the other way, but, you know, it's it's tight here. I got the standings up on the screen here. It's it's tight. They got games in hand on Tampa, so by points percentage, they're ahead of them. But the point is you can't afford to just go, ah, if we go one and four with Morgan out, we're okay. You're not. I remember... At the start of the year where we had the conversations like, we sure this is a playoff lock? Mm-hmm. And we kind of got out of that for a while. Kind of back. Like, I, I think yeah. those teams that are behind them, when you look at those standings that were just up there, you know, I don't think the Islanders are very good. They just got starched by someone there the other, the other day. But, I mean, they're capable of putting – they got a new coach. They're capable of putting together a little run here where they get back into the conversation. Right. Devils may trade for a goalie. Pittsburgh's not awful. So are the Leafs. Right. Yeah. They're, so you're I, not you're not concerned at all. I'm not. Okay. I'm not concerned. Like, right. makes me happy they, to hear you they, say they that. But really I, I do have a bit gotta of gotta stink. I don't see a huge push of from from the Islanders. And then I'm watching Washington, and I get that Ovi has scored some goals in the last week, but like even the fact that we're talking about Washington potentially in the playoffs tells me that. Yeah, half this league stinks. Funny, Washington's a minus thirty-four goal difference, and they're still they're still <laughs> sniffing. I know. Let's add two more teams, and um, right. Yeah, so I, I don't know who's going to push. Yeah. Well, the Devils are the goalie push. I think the Islanders have been without Pelic, Pollock, and um, you know they've had just been, had hurt D, so they could be all right. But yeah, anyway, Philly's going to drop so, out. So yeah, you got to go. You got to you got to lose like five, six in a row to really start. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hello. <laughs> can we get excited that Joseph Wall is is practicing again with the big boys? Yeah, yeah. first yeah. time since sure. December seventh. Can, can I ask you something more important than that? Of course. Before we go to break here, yeah, where are we at on on Keith Watch? I I just uh, I I can't see. It's too I, late. Mid Feb. Listen, I, I don't believe I don't believe for one second it's ever too late. Mm-hmm. So, but I, if you read the tea leaves, there's, there's just nothing that uh, suggests that they're, they, they're considering this as an option, at least from my end, yeah. from, from the vibe that I get. Yeah, same here. I haven't heard anything. And, and to me, it's, to me, it's personnel right now. This d is not good. They, I mean, maybe Wool comes back and gives them above average goaltending. That would be helpful. Like, would you ever consider going to get Craig Berube right now? For Sheldon, yes, I would consider that, but I'm not in charge. But like, there's a lot of nights where I look at this team and I'm like, some big mistakes happening every single night. And I know it's personnel, and I know, but it's just it's just big decision that would come with a fairly big price. And I'm not suggesting that money's a factor here. If they really believed it and uh, felt like he'd be worthy of a probably. Four or five million dollar a year contract. I mean, he's Stanley Cup winner. Yeah, absolutely. 
um, that, but w- where is the organization as a whole here moving forward? Right. Well, I, I don't it, know. There's still, the, there's the Keith Pelly element guys. There's a new CEO coming in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do we assume that everybody's got the green light to do what they want to do? Do they want Keith involved in this already? He doesn't officially start till I think April. Right. But is he now to the point where from the outside that he's starting to weigh in on decisions? Well, I think, Kip, let's just say that, you know, they do want to make some sort of changes or whatever. If they go hire Baruby now and then they lose in the first round mm. and then they want to, you know, make changes above that, may, you know, whether it be Brandon or Brad or whatever it may be, mm. then you bring in new people and you've just hired a new coach and it wasn't the guy the new people I, wanted. I get it. That's you cool. know? I mean, that's a good I get it. point. No, that's... Yeah. It's that's, almost that's like... That's the point. Let's see if these people right? can do it. And then and if, if they not, we'll there's, there's a chance, the you know, there's a chance that they m- may go bigger, you know, and yeah. I don't know where Keith Pelly is after all of this with Brendan Shanahan. Have, have they had conversations already? You're, you're my guy. I believe in you. You're not going anywhere. Make a trade, hire a coach, do whatever you need to do to get this team on the right track. Like, is that going on behind the scenes? I don't know. Yeah, but that is so, yeah, I don't think that's, mm, I don't think that's imminent by any means, but it is this to me in terms of coaching, is a fascinating window to see if you can get some more out of these guys. Can Lilligren give you more? Can you spread the top three guys out on three lines? Can we just take a look at something different? That would be nice. Can we get Domi? Domi had his his best game as a Leaf or one of his better games the other night. uh, We get him more opportunity. Domi's played more in the last two games than he's played in in a long, long time. And Domi looked good Saturday night. So we're finding him a little bit, a little more opportunity. He's finding it. You know, can you give a little bit more to Tyler Bertuzzi? Morgan Riley's not there to run power play one. Why don't we have Willie or Mitch on the point and have Bertuzzi somewhere in the mix here on the first power play unit? Give him some more. Or if you want it to be Connor Timmons on the point, fine. I still think Bertuzzi should get some run. Mm. This is the opportunity now to see if you have more than you thought you did. Last thing before we go. Leafs lead the league in suspension since 2017-2018. Yeah. For a team that everybody says is the softest team in the league. Bottom pins. uh, Who's behind them? Boston? Yeah. Which is really strange. There you go. Well, the the joke with the Paris thing is that uh, Anaheim, I think, is third, and Paris played for San Jose, right? No, No, the opposite. San Jose is third, and he played for Anaheim. So everyone's like, all his rival teams. Hold the grudge. I'm not a uh, tinfoil hat guy, but uh, there are those that are. Fast hour, guys. Oh, my God. And we didn't even get into Taylor Swift. Ah. Maybe the next hour, as we welcome in Ian Mendez, senior writer for The Athletic, based in Ottawa. I'm sure he's got... Oh, I ran out of time.